need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome, welcome live. Uh, we're on WEMF Radio. We're the Young Jerks. It's uh, now six oh three p.m. My name is Mike Crawford. I am one of the hosts today, as always. Uh, my usual co-host, Bree Brianna Morell, is out of town today. Brianna Morell is out of town. Uh, supposed to have another co-host here, a guest co-host, or he's part of the crew, so he is official like co-hosting today. But he was late. Yeah, I was late again. At 6.01 p.m., I got a message on my Facebook, locked out. There's a big problem with that. If it had been at 5.30 or 5.45, perfectly fine. 6.01 p.m., not cutting it. Yeah. Hey, uh, oh, thanks for co-hosting today, Warren Lynch. Uh, sorry. And being right on time. <laughs> yeah. But you did have a lot going on today, didn't you? Yeah, I got elected delegate. Bring that mic down closer to you or, or go to the other mic. I don't know. It's bugging me. I can't hear you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Much better. All right. Yeah, I got elected delegate from Walden. Delegate of what? What do you mean delegate? Uh, delegate to the state A convention. delegate for the show? Is that like the butler? Well, what do you mean delegate? Uh, no, I'm a butler in on this show. Um, yeah, it's like uh, we uh, decide the... the um, the state party platform for the Democrats for Massachusetts. Oh, you're a Democrat now. You're a power player. Uh, actually, uh, my girlfriend just became a Democrat today, and she got elected delegate. Wow, she got over you. She's yeah. like bigger than you because because you're like a uh, what do you call it a uh, replacement or a yeah, alternate? I'm an, I'm an alternate because uh, she she's the real deal though. Yeah, because wow. she's female. I guess they they wow. they split it up. There's like a certain uh -huh. number of slots for men and certain you, number. You of should slots have said Mike can said I'm half female. <laughs> I should get on. I should have. I thought about it. I I, <laughs> I thought about saying about how I'm a quarter Cape Verdean because they have special uh, right designation. But and then Mike like, says I'm half woman. Yeah, but uh, there there was like a black dude sitting next to me, and I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm a minority. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So you you uh, you you're doing some things today uh, politically in Massachusetts. Yeah. In Malden, Mass. Got I, I got uh, I, I got elected unanimously to be a, a committee chair. Also. Wow. I get to bang a gavel. You're and, a chairman. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in the city of Malden. You know, let me ask you a question. Uh, is that why you were late today? No, I was late because I'm I'm stupid. <laughs> i've been late like five times you have been the first show you were like an hour early like you were the first like you beat me here by like a half hour i'm always the first one here well i'm psyched and about since, your show i'm just not yeah lately you've been late yeah and you're co-hosting today what's up with that i'm just not very responsible i guess yeah you're not <laughs> so maybe you shouldn't be the chairman 
Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I it's not about a good job. Maybe, maybe it's not about gender that your girlfriend got picked. Maybe she's more responsible. Well, this one guy got picked just because he's a guy. Well, you're oh, so what? I thought you just said they didn't like guys. I don't know. Well, they confused they, now. They they elect two two guys and and two women from each uh, precinct. And some precincts are like all women and quota. some are like all men. Quota. Sister. Ours was like all men. They want to be diverse. They're really yeah. trying. All right. 617-500-7100 is our phone number. Again, I'm Mike Crawford, the big mouth. He's Warren Lynch, uh, the irresponsible one. <laughs> the stupid one. The stupid one. That's right. Okay. <laughs> He's the stupid one. It's tough to be the stupid one on this show. It's easier. Is it? Yeah, because then you don't have to be right or smart. Well, that's what I try to do. I try to screw up and apologize all the time. <laughs> How many goddamn apologies do I have to give? 617-500-7100 uh, is the phone number. If you want to call in and troll us or be nice to us, ask us a question. We have a guest on the phone. We also have our, our sidekick here, Lauren Pespiza. Hey, Pe guys. Lauren Pepsi. Pepsi. Pepsi's yeah, here. That's me. Pepsi. Pepsi. She's not drunk this week. I'm not the stupid one this week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also have a phone call. We have uh, a lot going on the show. We have, uh, we're going to be talking to a candidate for the DNC chair. This is like the national chair of the Democratic Party. Sam Ronan calling in at 630. Warren's got like 30 questions for him. Yeah. Everybody I knew had questions for him. Are they Alex Jones questions? Are there any like no, tinfoil like, ones? Uh no, no. Any really. fake news ones? We're gonna have to go through his questions. I, I should add some fake news. <laughs> speed rounds. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. But we also right now, real quick, we have uh, uh, someone that has uh, been a reoccurring guest on the show, a uh, friend of the show, uh, and uh, we wanted to speak to her because there's a new bill filed at the Mass State House. There's a lot of bad bills up in the State House, like seventy five of them. Uh, related to marijuana, a lot of them bad, the majority of them bad. Uh, and uh, her group uh, just filed a bill that we feel like is a good one, and mm. it does have some sponsors. It's got some sponsors uh, this week, uh, so we wanted to talk to her. Uh, Nicole Snow from uh, Mass Patient Advocacy, oh, Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance. She's the executive director. Hello, Nicole. Hey, everybody. Um, thank you for having me on. Thanks for being here. Tell us about uh, this bill that we were just talking about. What's what's happening? Um, this bill, uh, we um, commissioned it with Frank Smizek. He wanted to uh, refile an act to protect patients. If you remember last session, House 2065, um, it was a pretty uh, chunky bill. It had a lot in it. And the one reoccurring uh, problem in our state is uh, the lack of protection for pediatric patients. So we kind of um, wrote a bill that would directly uh, prompt the legislature and, you know, hopefully the executive branch and, and maybe get Mary Lou Sutter's attention on the issue of the Department of Children and Families interfering uh, with um, patients uh, that have children and vice versa, pediatric patients that need uh, protections and more access to medical marijuana. Um, House Docket 2787, an act relative to medical marijuana pediatric patient protections, uh, was presented by Le 
Representative Frank Smizek from Brookline, and it garnered seven co-sponsors, and um, it is a bipartisan bill. So I think we can expect a lot of interesting angles um, to be talked about when, when, when we talk about um, the you know, promising effects this uh, language would do to our medical marijuana law. So this this would number one help uh, parents, which like you know we had Cara Crab Burnham call in a right. few months back, and she was worried about giving birth in Massachusetts uh, as a medical marijuana patient, and it got straightened out. Yep. And, but you know these are the issues that come up uh, with DCF, and and this well, would the, help the parents like her. And yeah, that, that was a that was a hospital policy uh, that they had in place to inform the Department of Children and Families about uh, the um, adult parent, you know, having used medical marijuana. And we actually had a situation out in Worcester, too, where the Department of Children and Families intervened um, at the birth, uh, but, you know, of, of the infant and, you know, caused um, a chain reaction, and it ended up in investigations and everything else. So Kara had every right to be concerned, and she was, uh, you know, I think the first patient uh, whose uh, infant child was not uh, tested for cannabinoids in their bodily fluids and reported to the Department of Children and Families. Like, this has been an ongoing issue for families, and uh, they're afraid to give birth in the state of Massachusetts a lot of times. And, you know, Kara and uh, Dash and uh, Treg are doing very, very well. Um, so, you know, we're very happy for them. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and they're good um, parents, you know, like that's the yeah. thing too. Uh, right. Uh, so this would actually, this would, this would prompt uh, the state of Massachusetts to do something about um, these investigations and interference. Um, this would also help uh, patients get access to their emergency medicines, uh, potentially um, at their schools, uh, you know, dispensed or administered by their school nurses, because a lot of times uh, they go, uh, you know, these children with epilepsy um, have a seizure on school property and they wind up calling an ambulance and using other uh, emergency medications that are, are more harsh on the patient. So I think this would like, you know, really focus on one of these issues that we all care very deeply about and, and that's uh, splitting up families for unnecessary reasons. That's right. Um, tell us about some of the sponsors, because I know, uh, number one, uh, Mass State Rep Mike Conley signed on and uh, Jamie Eldridge, yep. State Senator. Who were some of the other people who signed on as well? Um, we have Representative John Seibach, um, who I, you know, I can't wait to know. Um, I can't remember, recall where he's from. But we have Senator Barbara La Italian. Uh, I think she's from Tewksbury. Uh, she is she was a no on four senator uh, and she signed this bill because it has to do with access uh, for for patients uh, to medical marijuana. We have representative Denise Provost, Provost uh, that yep, from, from Somerville. Cambridge. Yep. Or Som Somerville. Yep. You're right. Somerville. 
and Representative Kate Campanelli, who's Republican, and is her constituent is actually Lisa Cole and her daughter, daughter Maddie Cole. So uh, she is outstanding. She says that uh, she wants to help and is very, very proud of signing this bill. Uh, Representative Paul Tucker from Salem and Representative Mike Conley from Cambridge. So we have a good group of people and uh, leaders on this uh, thinking. And, you know, hopefully we can get, um, if, if not the bill uh, changed uh, so that we have this protection, at least get the attention of Secretary Mary Lou Sutters, who we've been lobbying for the last uh you know, several years now about this uh, particular subject. And we're very happy that uh, hospitals are changing their policies and, you know, intervening only when there is a situation, uh, because we all care very deeply about the children that are born in Massachusetts, don't get me wrong, but, you know, when it's a good family um, and they're only trying to do the right thing and they're registered, uh, there should be no intervention. So we appreciate those hospitals that are are being more progressive, but there are some that uh, patients will drive 20 minutes out of their way to go to another hospital because their policies are a lot um, more liberal. That's right. I'm I'm hearing um, at least some online reports that some of those hospitals, even their internet service block uh, the mention of medical marijuana. Have you, have you heard of that? Have you heard of that at all on the Wi-Fi, the free Wi-Fi there apparently? Oh yeah. I'm absolutely not surprised because, uh, you know, corporations and everything else, they have their own IT departments that will block anything illicit. And, you know, it's an illicit substance. Um, unfortunately, you know, the patients that are going into to the hospitals, their physicians need to know about cannabis in general because it's a part of, you know, our social lives and, you know, and our human bodies because we have an endocannabinoid system. Uh, The physicians and the nurses and the emergency staff should have access to that information. Yeah, I mean, that's what I find is really outrageous that the doctors can't even look it up. The doctors can't look up medical marijuana and, and what it means, what it, you know, the science of it. You can't look it up in the, you know, the journals of medicine. Are you kidding me? Well, the one, the one good thing is that we do have doctors like uh, Dr. Korn uh, from Boston Children's Hospital working on the answer page and uh, the CMEs that we have through the Department of Public Health um, in Massachusetts so that physicians can get registered. I guess that's the one bit of education that we do have going, you know, that's like structured into our medical program here. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. The stigma is still real, you know, um, and we, we have a lot more education uh, to be had, you know, in Massachusetts, I think. And it's still, it's still an uphill battle um, at the state house. You know, we weren't even sure if we would have a medical program, um, you know, after adult use. We we didn't know what the legislators, you know, might think of medical marijuana to begin with um, because we never had gotten to meet. Now everything is sort of more democratic. Um, we have more meetings and everything else. So now we're discussing continuing 
the medical marijuana program, but we still need that education for the physicians. There is a major gap between the patients and the physicians that are trying to get access to medical marijuana. Do Do you think that a lot of that comes from Mass Medical Society? Yeah, perpetuating, um, you know, prohibition and uh, the, the the fear uh, propaganda is like ridiculous, right. and I, I think it hurts patients in the end because you know uh, patients, you know, I know were afraid of getting high and they didn't want to use oils to treat themselves. So you know that kind of thing would make you know, patients that would otherwise benefit from cannabis afraid to even try it. It's right. like, yeah, we we know that patients need to figure out like how a prescription medication affects them at home, you know, before they go out and do something that might be dangerous. Right. So, you know, we have a certain level of responsibility even with prescription drugs. So don't put the fear in people that would otherwise benefit from this. And that's like, you know, this has been going on for like the last four years, even after it passed. Like we're, we're, we're working it out, but slowly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're talking to Nicole Snow from uh, the executive director of the Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance, the leading group that represents medical marijuana patients in Massachusetts, uh, which is 100% legal now, medical marijuana here. Uh, we passed it by ballot in 2012 in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, Nicole, I want to ask you, how can people help uh, get this bill uh, forward? How can they help uh, get it pushed with their reps and how, how can they help get it into law? Anyone listening oh, out please, there? Please contact your representatives and, and tell them that pa- patients that are parents and, and patients that are children do not deserve to be interfered with uh, by Department of Children and Families. Go to CompassionForPatients.com and you can help us out. Uh, there's a lot of information there on how to do it and how to find your rep. Um, you can also donate to us. Um, you know, we're a nonprofit and we use all of those proceeds to get our work done. And, you know, we really do put all of it to work. And this year we're going uh, to D.C. with five people from our group. Um, so... You know, we're looking to fundraise and get people involved. We we have um, a lot of hearings and meetings going on in uh, Watertown and East Somerville coming up. So uh, please get on our email list and follow us on Facebook. Nice. And our in- Instagram is at MA Patients. And the website again is CompassionForPatients.com? Yep. Okay. That's excellent. it. One, a couple last questions. The young jerks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple more last things. Uh, you you mentioned Lisa Cole. She she's probably supporting this uh, bill. Is that correct? Absolutely. She called Kate Campanelli, who signed on. Awesome. The representative from Leicester. Yeah. And Lisa and, Lisa's uh, a mom that with a with a yep. you know, uh, daughter Maddie, right? Yep, eleven years old with a twin sister who's um, you know growing up alongside her and. You know, their development is, you know, extremely different, but, you know, they take care of each other. They're the sweetest family. Lonnie and Lisa are raising uh, such a wonderful family out in in Leicester, and they travel to Boston um, to go to to the hospitals here. And, you know, 
they always wanted to do the right thing, register at the Department of Public Health and, and everything else. It's just, you know, it's when you have a family who is, you know, trying to go through all the right motions and do the right thing, um, and they live in fear that, you know, one day they might um, encounter a situation where they are discriminated against and, you know, uh, some, you know, some confusion is had, you know, that would be the most unfortunate event, but, you know, so far so good. Uh, the state of Massachusetts has, has been good in a lot of situations. So I can't say that they haven't, um, been compassionate because they have, uh, but, you know, we can go a little bit further in, uh, protecting these families that are trying to do the right thing. Awesome. Uh, one quick question, because we got like two minutes left here. Sure. Uh, John, Dr. John and only, uh, is there any yeah. news or update that you might know anything, anything going on that you know on that? No, I, I don't know. And, you know, you know, Michael definitely would be the one who was on top of that. Um, but I have not heard any updates on it. Okay. Um, but you know, we're, we're rooting for him and, um, you know, it, it was a court decision and I thought that they should be, uh, reissuing, reissuing the license, um, as soon as they had the next meeting, that was my interpretation of what was going to happen. And, you know, I'm really sad that, um, you know, it hasn't come to an end yet. Right. But we're we're rooting for him over here. All right. Thank you, Nicole Snow, Mass Patients Advocacy yep. Alliance. Thank you for calling in today. Thank you. Have have fun, guys. Talk to you later. We will. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Compassion uh, for Patients dot com is uh, their website. You can sign up for their email list. Join up. Warren, you're quiet. What's up, Warren? Uh, you're getting ready for Sam, aren't you? <laughs> is, is that what you're going to go unleashed? You, Unless, you're like, oh, let Mike I, ask yeah, all the questions, with, questions about Sam, medical like, marijuana. But when the DNC chair comes up, oh boy, he's got yeah. a whole paper. How many questions you got there? Warren? 17. 17, wow. Or 18. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if you're going to get them all. Some, so. We're going to have to try to go speed round, maybe. Yeah, speed round. Yep. All right, so uh, why don't we take a break? I don't know. What, uh, are we going to hear the, uh, no, we're not going to hear the song that you wanted us to lead into, uh, Herbie, or not? Yes? No, what? Uh, we'll get into those songs next break. It's next break, okay. We'll be back. We're the Young Jerks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're looking for a band room in the city of Boston, please consider the Sound Museum! Play as loud as you want and blow your goddamn head right off! Soundmuseum.net! Anytime, anyplace, anywhere! 24 hours, baby. Siri, how can I listen to WEMF on my mobile device? I found the best way to enjoy WEMF radio on your mobile device. Download the TuneIn app from your app store, then search WEMF on TuneIn. That only would have taken you 10 seconds to Google. Enjoy, stupid. Uh -huh. 
Okay, so what y'all need to do is pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Come through, ugly ducks. <laughs> hey, we're back. We're live with the Young Jerks on WEMF Radio. Trying to uh, get our next call on the line, right, Warren? Yeah. Can he still hear us? Can he hear us? He's at a big event and talking. Everyone's talking his ear off while we're trying to get him on the phone here. So yeah, uh, no, I, I I can hear him now. You can hear us now. All right, we're live. Uh, your name is Samuel uh, Ronan. You're running uh, for the Democratic National Convention chair. Is that right? Yes, sir. And I'm still here. I'm going to find a much quieter uh, location. <laughs> right. And where are you at right now? I'm still in the convention center. I just cleaned up my table. Uh, everybody's outside chatting, so I'm going to find a, a quieter room, probably the ballroom. Convention center? What is this the DNC? Like, what is going on today? I don't know. I'm a novice. Tell me what's where you're okay. at. All right, so I'm in Baltimore okay. at the Baltimore Convention Center, and we just got done having a nanny from 9 to 6. It was a, a spectacle. You, you saw singing and dancing and clapping and, and cheering, and Keith Ellison's... Uh, nurse uh, supporters were marching through the hallways. It was, it was truly a sight to see. And, you know, there was stuff to hand out and food to eat and drinks to be had. It's, it's kind of like a, a mini carnival, but, you know, for Democrats. And is this when the vote's happening this weekend? Or is it, when is this vote happening for the DNC chair? Uh, the vote is actually happening uh, on February 25th okay. in Atlanta, Georgia. So if anybody's listening and you guys are in Atlanta, Georgia, please come on out. It's a. It's gonna probably be a ridiculous experience. I'm pretty sure they're gonna pull out all the stops, have all the chutzpah and ready to go. Um, CNN was actually here this time, and this is the first time a major news network was there. So I would imagine that they're all gonna be representing in uh, Atlanta. And well, I saw some of your video, and I think some people have. Uh, but why? Why should people consider voting for you, for DNC chair? Because I'm probably the only one on that table that could give a damn less about a title and being the DNC chair. I just want to try and rebuild our country, and I want to try and bring us all together again. Because it doesn't matter who the, uh, the person is with all the right ideas. The idea is if we can't talk to each other in the first place, then it doesn't really matter. And if we can't trust each other, then it doesn't matter. So we need to find somebody who's willing to listen, willing to engage, but also knows when to step up and also know when to stand back. And honestly... I wanted to give that in my closing speech, but I only was given a minute. So thank you for letting me give it today. <laughs> awesome. Uh, when you say trust, <laughs> what, what does trust look like to you? Because a lot of us uh, feel burned right now, I, I think is the word, you know, by the Democratic, you know, by what happened to Bernie Sanders. See, and, and so here's the thing. Um, thanks, guys. Did you guys grab something? You guys want to contact? <laughs> He's still campaigning. I Sorry, I'm it. just running into people. Yeah, you're, you're, you're multitasking. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to anyway. That's why I'm a good union C-chair candidate, right? I can multitask. No, right. but seriously, trust. Can you look at somebody in the eye and know that they got your back? It's a really important thing with the military, and I do want to give a quick shout-out to Pete because he's military. He understands. And the other guy, Rob, he's been denied this entire time. He's had the same trouble I did in Phoenix, except I went out of my way to hunt down that person. I was like, no, this is, this is, I am not going to get stonewalled. Trust is being able, it's not something that you can just define. You know, it's kind of like you look at the person next to you and you just know that you can trust them. You can work with them, that they're not going to stab you in the back. And right now the DNC does not simply have that. We are viewed as Republican light. And unfortunately, the only way we're going to change that is by proving we're not by taking those extreme stances, especially when it can, uh, when it comes to like uh, the primaries and superdelegates, you know, 
I agree with it regardless, but until we do that, we're not going to get any trust because we're not showing any initiative in trying to regain that trust. That's it, yes. And then we have to work on keeping it by engaging all the time with people and, and truly embracing this, this convoluted thing that we call a society. Because here's the thing. We're the melting pot society of, of, of the world. We have every single culture, every single religion, every single ethnicity and background imaginable, as well as every single uh, income level. We have ideas. We have diversity, and we have to embrace that. And until we do, until we embrace that and have conversations, we're not going to be able to look at each other in the eye, because right now we're too divided. So I guess um, to give it short, I'm sorry, I, we just got to focus on what unites us, and that's being Americans. And until we do that, it doesn't matter who's at the table. Well, speaking of trust and, you know, being united, um, I, I heard that you were the only candidate who talked about uh, the tilting of the scales towards uh, Hillary. Yeah. In the, in the were you the only one that mentioned that? About how uh, that, De- Debbie Washerman Schultz basically committed fraud? Yeah, I, I believe I was also the only one that talked about that, that uh, there was, somebody said hanky-panky, but I mean, whatever you want to call it, yeah. The DNC colluded, and it's, uh, it's not even a question of if they did, it's just how, how far did they go with it. And I, I will say this, I love Bernie to death, and I, his movement was outstanding, and if he was running in a perfect world, he would have obviously won the nomination. He wasn't running in a perfect world. He was running as a Democratic outsider. Or rather, he was running as an outsider on behalf of the Democratic Party. And the party is not designed to accept outsiders. It's just not. And my own experience is a testament to that. And so I think Bernie Sanders would have inevitably lost, but it wouldn't have been such a nasty loss. You know what I mean? Right. People can accept defeat. That's right. People cannot accept being stabbed in the back. That's and that's right. exactly what happened. Absolutely. And, and appearances, you know, the appearance, you know, is exactly that that people think that's exactly why he lost and you're so right he might have still lost and and then they wouldn't have anything to blame it on right and see and i think that would have been and and let's just say okay let's just say all that corruption did happen it happened to a grand scale i still don't think the fallout would have been nearly as bad if the dnc had then offered the concession and i have to use the word concession in this point of of letting the bernie crowd progressives and so on and so forth have a chance to speak let them have their platform. What, what harm is it going to do to just offer new ideas? Is that so much to ask? But apparently it is. And that's what ultimately caused the divide and, and the, the hemorrhaging that we've seen and the, and the nastiness grow from it, you know? So I heard that you're not only are you not taking money from billionaires and super PACs, you're actually not taking any money from anyone at all. Oh, you like a, a friend, no money, yeah, Mike? No money. <laughs> is that you're taking no money? So, or are you taking money? No, I think I think where you're getting the I don't take any any money from anyone. It's when everybody asks me, "Hey, where's your donation page?" I tell them, "Look, I have a donation page, but I really don't want you to donate to me if you can't, because I get it. People are excited. People want to believe in something, and they want to. They are passionate about it. And they want to support it with everything they have. But, dude, if if you're a college kid barely able to afford books, I don't want you to give me five. But I don't even want you to give me a dollar. You know. So well, I like a good you. one. I like you a lot on that. Yeah. But if someone and can it, afford it, they should. Right. If somebody can't afford it, I'm not going to turn down that money. Are you kidding me? It is not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, you I know, have to go I, to Georgia. Yeah. 
Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to fly down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody wants to uh, pay for my plane ticket, you damn well better believe I'm going right. to let them. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Sam. Our, our friend uh, ran for state rep a couple of years ago in Massachusetts um, yeah. and didn't win. Uh, he, they called him No Money Mike because he wouldn't take any money. He was against the campaign money. Well, this time he ran, and he actually the first thing he did was ask everyone for money. And he won this time as a Bernie crat, and he's our state rep now. So that's why we laugh when, when, you, when that came out, No Money. Um, hey, I, he took the, and we're glad he took the money because now he's representing us. Right. He's fighting for us. Right. We love him. So, uh, do, do you have any uh, qualifications why we should vote for you besides instead of Ellison and Perez? Besides your heart and like purity and good spirit that you have. Besides being Captain America and the American Dream, right? All wrapped yeah. into one. Yeah. Any Here's any like thing. specific things Real, that you've done? Hard and fast. Yeah. Here's here's the thing, and I want I want you to truly picture this. I changed the discussion of those forums after once speaking for only five minutes and forty seconds. I changed Hell the yeah. entire narrative. Hell yeah! So if I can do that, and if I can get Tom to basically adopt my entire platform, but then go back on it, and then adapt it again, and then go back on it. I would say I'm more than capable of leading a nationwide organization where I will have the tools and resources at my disposal to make things happen. Here's another thing. I've been in the military for seven years, all right? Five and a half of that is active duty, and then a year and a half is reserves. And the reason why I differentiate is because I also had different career fields. I have been a top performer my entire life. I have also been an asshole my entire life. And I have <laughs> yes. uh, yes. my ground. And uh, there, I have uh, quite a few supervisors in my military career that will definitely attest to that. <laughs> the military may or may not be the place for that, or at least it isn't anymore. Because if, if you were to ask my dad how some of his stories, um, <laughs> I could have probably succeeded and gone quite far in the military, active duty-wise, in the Army <laughs> in the 80s. But to get back on track, it's... It's not, am I capable? Is someone else capable? It, it, you could probably do it too. The thing is, you have to acknowledge the problem and you have to be able to use your resources. Um, when, and I'll just use an example, right? So as a personnelist, we have what's called an UMPR, a unit manning document, right? And for the wing at my base, it's like 15,000 lines, right? And you got four people working eight hours a day, you know, the entire shift for three days in a row trying to sift through all that data. Right. Plus they're people. So they're going to make mistakes, right? They're going to miss one. I created a macro spreadsheet that was able to accurately pinpoint any mismatches with a click of a button. I'm, I can do things. I, I have brains. I have intelligence. And I also understand that it takes, you know, a team to, to, to succeed. And so the whole reason why I even got that project is because I, I went up to my supervisor. And I was like, I used the chain of command, right? I was like, Hey, this is asinine. Can you let me take a, a whack at it? And if I fail, I'll eat crow and I'll be right there with them. Can you just give me the chance? And at the end of the day, that's what is needed. All right. You're passionate. I'm passionate. Every single young person and old person, just anybody who was here supporting their candidate has passion, but they don't have opportunity. And as DNC chair, you have to open the doors to, to the opportunity. And if you don't, it doesn't matter how many years of experience you have because you've clearly learned nothing from it. So I, to, I guess to be succinct, I know what it's like to have bad leadership. And by embracing good leadership qualities, that's what I would do on a day-to-day basis from the ground up and from the top down. And you spoke today? Is that correct? 
I did. It, when it was actually on uh, CNN. Now, I don't know if that was like on the television CNN, but I know CNN was there. Did uh, How did the crowd react when you spoke? Oh, you know what was funny about that? Even though I knew I hit the message and even though I knew it was a quote-unquote applause line, there was abject silence hmm. after I was finished on a lot of them. Now, there was cheering during it, especially about the uh, superdelegates, but when uh, I told everybody how it was, <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop, which is, I think, exactly indicative of the issues, of what's wrong, what's fundamentally wrong. People don't want to admit wrong. They don't. They don't want to admit they are not the answer and gift uh, God's gift to creation. And I don't. I don't offer that. I, when I said define leadership, it's about we. It's about talking to each other. And then what did every other candidate do after that? They said, "Look at what I've done. I can do this. I can do this. I have done and done and I." There was no we. There was no you. There was no what we can do together. It was all about what I bring to the table, and that's not leadership. That's management, and I did say those words. That's like Hillary and Bernie. I mean, it was like the exact same thing. It was uh, when I saw them debate and campaign, it was like the I versus the we. So, so, so right on the spot there. So, and I was going to say, now just multiply that by nine. One Bernie versus nine Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you have a chance to win because of that? And also because you're younger, too, as well. Oh, probably not. Um, that's just, it's just the nature of the beast. If, if those DNC members truly understood the message that I was delivering, if they truly understood that I wasn't attacking them and that I was truly talking about a unification, then I have a chance of winning. Uh, probably a damn good chance of winning. But if they think all I was doing was insulting them and attacking them and saying that they fucked up, that's, sorry, I don't, I should, probably shouldn't have said that. That's okay. Um, we'll let it go. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, you know, uh, but if they feel, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Because like like, I feel like I already know that you're, you know, because my, you know, I've, I've been in a lot of different types of campaigns from third party to the, you know, both Republican and Democrat have been involved in sometimes different candidates, different campaigns, different cycles. But, you know, now I'm definitely much more interested in the Democrat part of it. And I think when, you, you know, just from being there, just from being there and taking part in this and running for the office, it shows that you do want to reunify them. And that's what they desperately need. They should be accepting you with open arms. Why aren't they? That's my question. Why? And I guess I already know the answer. You just already explained it. It's just the fact that people can't confront. They can't take the truth anymore. Is that no. it? Is that basically it? These people have been living in delusional Clinton fantasy world for so long that they can't accept the truth. Is that what it is? Is that what you see? What I see, and I think to best answer your question, what is the root cause of power, right? It's what, what, what defines power? It's, let, me, let me take that back a little bit. Let, let's just assume I reneged on everything, right? And I just con- followed the party line. And I, I accepted big money and lobbyism and superdelegates. Does that necessarily destroy my integrity? Am I weak enough to be clouded in judgment? Am I weak enough to be subverted by money? Am I weak enough to be subverted by power? And the question isn't, are these people just blind to the reality? I mean, I think they are are fully aware that this is it. And I've hit that point home three times now. It's that they cling to power because that's all they know. People who acquire power for the sake of power, wealth for the sake of wealth, don't deserve it. 
because they're not utilizing it. And I think that's the problem. Ah. They just know that they have power and they don't want to let it go. I could give a shit less about power. To me, it's if I'm it's if tool. I had all it's the if I, if I was Gaius Julius Caesar himself, <laughs> all right, the man whose calendar we still use to this day, the man who European kings and queens used his name as a title for centuries, if not millennia, because I believe there's still a Russian czar and uh, the German Kaiser. Um, it, if I had that kind of power and I didn't utilize it to benefit people, then I am just as weak and corrupt no matter what. If I, if I just held on to it, then I'm weak and useless. That's the exact opposite of what we need. We need people who can handle power, who can a- handle responsibility. And if you can't, then you have no business holding it. And we see that multiplied exponentially in Congress. I got a the, question. The, 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 um, I just, well, okay. <laughs> okay. um, so is this well you're the interviewer so i gotta answer your questions right <laughs> do, do you need um like uh 50 percent of the votes to win this is it gonna split the vote if some people vote for you and does ellison get less votes and perez ends up winning is that like a scenario that could happen i mean here's the th- I'm, I'm not gonna say i'm being optimistic because i'm really not uh, an opt- optimistic type person but what i am saying is that trust, right? If people, if my message truly resonates with people and it ignites, right? Cause this was on CNN. This, this should have been on TV. That means somebody may have heard what I said that otherwise wouldn't have, right? Because not everybody watches the young Turks. I didn't until I, I started recently getting involved because that's where my particular connections were. So it's a matter of, can we show a unified front of this is what we want to see our country and our party to be. And if we can show that in mass, I mean, I'm talking massive, massive senses of unity, right? Overtures. I'm not necessarily saying protesting in the street or rallies all over America, but I'm saying where the overwhelming response is those who have demected those who consider themselves progressives and Bernie Christ, even if I've actually resonated with centrists and Republicans, if we can prove and show beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm reaching every stock of life, and that that is what they want, I have a very good chance of winning. It's just the message. It's getting to that next level. And, you know, I think the next question is, can we help you? Is it possible? The question isn't so much, is it possible? And can you help me? It's, can we do enough in a short amount of time to where it becomes a thing? You know, I'm not trying to be the next Bernie Sanders. I'm trying to be, if anything, the next, uh, you know, FDR. You know, because he truly inspired a nation for 16. Well, he didn't last the whole 16 years, but you get the idea. Yeah, but there. Uh, go ahead. Hor. Yeah, but the rules are the rules set up in a way. Oh, I'm sorry. The rules. The that vote. was the main question. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think it's, um, I think each DNC member gets to vote for their top three. And then out of that, whoever gets the most, I think wins. Now, I do believe it's a simple majority. I'd have to double check, which I know I should probably be able to rattle that off, but I, I, I live it one day at a time. And yesterday <laughs> I got into Harrisburg at uh, a half past midnight and then I woke up at six thirty. So <laughs> believe me, I haven't had a chance to uh, look at everything, you know? Absolutely. How can you mention uh, people helping you? How can people help you on this? Beyond you the know, it's, it, 
yeah, beyond the voting, you can reach out to your DNC members. You can find them, and I have it on my website. It's just you have to be respectful and calm. You can't be abrasive, and you can't be accusatory. The only one that's allowed to be accusatory is me because I'm yeah. the guy, you know? But you guys can't because I had people already say, like, oh, yeah, I called – or I had feedback from DNC members like, yeah, your people called me and they just cussed me out. I'm like, oh, well, thank you anyway. <laughs> um, you, you know, you got to be respectful. And, and the thing is, it's not a people's movement. You have to reach the 447 DNC members. So to help me would be to reach them and truly convey that Samuel Ronan. And again, I don't want to make it about me, but I guess I have to since I'm the candidate. But he is the guy who embodies everything that we want in a party. And if you multiply that by hundreds, by thousands, by millions, they have no choice but to listen. And that's the thing. That's what I've been trying to do is make it so it's not even a choice or a question. The overwhelming amount of Americans support me because that's what they want to see and that it reaches across the aisles and that it reaches all walks of life. Now, there's other things like, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, what have you, uh, trying to get me on uh, the Ellen DeGeneres show and stuff like that. Uh, You know, whatever. If you guys can just call your news networks until they just start blocking your phone call and saying, why haven't you covered this guy? Like this, this guy is talking the talk and walking the walk. Actually, uh, my team just created a meme of me that said, <laughs> while you were complaining about the president, this 27 year old immigrant veteran decided to run for DNC chair. Wow. I mean, it's wow. setting the example. And you're an immigrant too. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm I'm from Germany originally. Um, I mean, granted, I can still technically run for president because I mean, Ted Cruz was Canadian up until what three years ago. So. Wow! Wow! <laughs> but, uh, neither. Hey, let me ask you another question, Samuel. Are you single? Yeah, Uh, yeah, that was... Because we have Lauren here, and she's been touching her heart to a lot of your speech here. Are you single? Okay. Or you have a girlfriend? She's cute. Believe me. I do have to answer answer truthfully. Um, I I have been seeing someone, and she's been sticking through me. So, um, Uh, you know, she she hasn't gotten tired of me yet. Uh, But if I become DNC chair... But if I become DNC chair, that's obviously going to be a strain on the relationship. And I think I look forward to um, that. even this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying it to, you know, say, all right, come on, all single ladies. But I don't want to make it about my personal life, you know? No, I know. Um, we have a phone. We love you. That's Lauren, all. I'm Lauren's, falling in love Lauren's over this interview. You right that's now. all. You're just, she, you're just great. Yeah. You're just great. Yeah, we've had I our own wanted to say, though, <laughs> I mean, I, because if she inevitably hears this and I said, nope, I'm single, she's going to rip me oh, to no. pieces. And she'll you made it clear. You, you, made it you, clear. you have a no. great girlfriend and yeah. you tend to stay good with for, her. Good for, good for you. you. Good for you. Good for you. We made it clear, Samuel. Lauren's, right. Lauren's now crying. I'm a little heartbroken, but I'll get over it. <laughs> I, I mean, I still want to win the vote from sex appeal if possible, but you know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, Warren? Uh, Warren, uh, Warren has like 27 questions for oh, you. Oh, yeah. He's my my okay. co-host today. He's got 27 questions for you. So what would you say to people who feel that the Democrats are unsalvageable? The thing is, you have to look at it, and I'm going to have to be a little harsh, too. You have to be a little realistic. We are a duopoly. That means there's the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. If one of them should fall, the void that would be left would be usurped by the remaining party. It's that simple. Do you want Trump to have unbridled, unopposed control? Yes or no? No. Because if the Democratic <laughs> Party falls right now, that's what you get. The Young Turks and their, their Justice Democrats and the new 535 and um, uh, Recruit Bernie, or maybe it's a different called movement. But you know what I mean? All these different movements, they're too young. They're too small. 
they're not wide enough. They're not organized enough. There isn't enough structure and, and coordination appearing uh, throughout the country where a viable third party is even feasible at this point in time. In a year or two, in three or four years, possibly. But why wait that time when you can just take over the thing that already exists and reshape it in your image? I think, which is exactly I what think I that's it. Uh, like, yeah. uh, I, you know, because I've been supporting these third party candidacies forever libertarians, the Greens, everybody. We have a United Independent Party in Massachusetts that we're all about. But rarely where we've had wins is when we've gone into the Democratic or Republican Party in some cases. That's where we have wins when we actually take over. I agree with you 100%, Samuel. I, I want to give you a round of applause today yeah. for calling in and giving us such a great interview this from your great. big event that you just spoke at. And uh, yeah, What's your website? How can people look you up and, and get more involved in what you're doing and supporting you? All right, I will unabashedly advertise now. So all of my um, online stuff is uh, Ronin for DNC. So Twitter at Ronin for DNC, Facebook slash Ronin for DNC, and my website is www.roninfordnc.org. And on that website, if you scroll all the way down, you'll get the DNC members listing. Please, 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 if you reach out to them, be respectful, preferably email. Use the links from my speeches that truly resonate the, the message of unity and peace. And then there's also um, uh, a donation page. Again, I don't want to emphasize it, and please don't donate if you can't. I, I sincerely mean that because I'm living, uh, <laughs> I'm living off of my savings right now, and trust me, I already, <laughs> it's not fun. So please, if you can't truly give, don't. Just reach out to me, and if you can do something else like, you know, share pictures. I'd rather you do that. Um, and then let's see. Uh, I have a YouTube channel at Samuel Ronan. And apparently it's showing up now. I have a lot more uh, subscribers and a lot more. Well, I think I have like 19 or 20 videos, but you should be able to see it. If you type in Samuel Ronan, it should be one of the top things. Awesome. And after that, I think the only other thing I have to say is Atlanta, Georgia at that uh, location, um, which I'd have to pull up the email to be able to tell you that uh, that's where the vote's going to happen. So just type in Atlanta, Georgia, DNC, future forum, vote, whatever, Google that. That's where the rubber hits the road. That's where we need to have our show of force. So I look forward to seeing you in Georgia. Um, please, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to answer questions. I even love having debates. Okay. People, people think I just want a bunch of yes. You know, people that agree with me. No, I want, if you're a staunch, you know, gun toting, flag hugging, Trump supporting conservative, but you actually can back up your arguments. Let's have a nice debate, a true discussion that's what we need. <laughs> you remind me of myself but yeah, I know. but you you want you you should get on my facebook and help me out sometimes yeah because <laughs> people want to debate me and i'm just gonna be like debate samuel instead yeah. <laughs> right. Redirected. sam uh let me ask you a couple other like uh one thing you gave the speech and uh, i saw the youtube and like it's everywhere it went like viral people are like even today uh, we we noticed once we announced you were going to be on the show today a lot of people were checking it out and, and accepting the invitation. What was it like when that went viral and all of a sudden everyone uh, kind of, uh, uh, well, at least a certain percentage of people know who you are now? Yeah. Um, so here's the funny answer. I was a little frustrated because my phone was blowing up like crazy. I had to turn off vibrate from Facebook notifications, but hmm. uh, in all seriousness, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, it's not humbling so much as it is, just reassuring that there is hope 
that people do want to work together, that the message that I've been giving is actually the one people want and need. And to me, that, that's the victory. I've been trying to serve my country for years now, and I've failed three different times, active duty, reserves, and running for state representative. And now when I'm running for state chair, it's finally clicking. So you know what? Outstanding. I am really, really happy that you know, people finally have something to believe in. And you know, that's great. That, that's, that's what I've been trying to do. That's what we should be doing as a country. Thank you for calling in today, Sam. Uh, do you, uh, Warren's looking at me. I think he's got like nine more questions. You got another one before you let him go? Is you got time you... for some more? <laughs> um, what do you think about sing- single-payer health care? Okay, for it? so you might have you found my Ballotpedia page. Please ignore my Ballotpedia page, all right? Um, I am absolutely for single-payer health care, and actually... Uh, during one of my economic analyses, I actually calculated out that the way our um, federal uh, expenses for Medicare is, what I didn't know is that hospitals charge multipliers. I didn't know that until I started researching it. So say it costs $500 to truly fix a broken leg, they're going to charge you times three, right? But the hospital gets a certain amount of Medicare regardless, right? Right. And if you divide all of the hospital's revenue or a profit, I believe, revenue, I think it is, by that multiplier and then subtract whatever it is they got from Medicare, typically you would not be paying out of pocket. And if you did, it would be pennies on the dollar for freaking cancer. All right. So it's already feasible. It's just not being done. And the same thing with education, the same thing with, you know, our taxes, we could be cutting loopholes. I mean, obviously those loopholes were put in there by Congress. So Congress could grow a pair and get rid of them. And I got hammered for having uh, a blanket tax rate, um, you know, theory, but the the whole premise behind it was getting rid of loopholes. I don't give a damn how we pay our taxes. So long as people are paying their fair share, whatever that fair share may be. And that's the discussion. So I think that's much more progressive than just a cookie cutter. You better follow all these rules or else you're not a progressive. Like that's stupid. Progressivism is about conversation. Let me ask you another question about healthcare. Um, came up in our governor's race in Massachusetts and then nothing happened, but we have this group partners that has bought up all the hospitals in the city of Boston and then gone to the suburbs. And every time they buy a hospital, the price goes up. Um, there's no pricing. Like if you go into a doctor's office, you don't know what they're going to charge you. Would you be, uh, supporting them listing the price, you know, like uh, what a doctor's visit costs, what, a uh, you know, a skit, you know, a surgery cost so that everyone ha- could do price shopping before they went to a hospital. And see, that would be um, a solution to a problem, but it doesn't address the source. The source is our health care is privatized, period. End of story. Yeah, federal funds goes into it. But at the end of the day, it is a private organization. And when you make someone's health and well-being a commodity, it's a guaranteed income. And when people can't just simply live with cancer because that will kill you, you have to take care of it and you can charge a premium. You now have priced someone's life and that's despicable. So the question isn't so much, could you price it? It's what are you trying to value someone's life? And to a degree, you know, I've looked into that, like why, why do hospitals charge so much? Right. Um, and I did some math and I pulled some numbers based on rough guesstimates. And it's really, it's profiteering. You can run a hospital and charge $500 for each and every single time you see a doctor and get like an actual surgery to include cancer or anything else, right? Because you're not paying 
for the, the, the use of the machine and all the, the drugs and all that, because they're already there. The, the doctor's getting paid regardless. You're paying, you're paying like three or four times for the same care each time you get care. So you can price it whatever you want. You just have to cut out the middle, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh man in order to make it effective. If a bill came up, though, we, we, like you know, like we, would you actually support the price transparency, though, where they would list the prices? Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, you that would? goes without saying. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. To no, it's okay. Not I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. We, we, you went. I'm just wondering because it, you know this comes up. You know, you have seven places where you can get an MRI, but none of them list the friggin' price. You don't know what they're going to charge you before exactly. you. You know, go in there. It would be nice and, if they were just all on the internet and you could price, just like, you know, you have Yelp, you have all these different ways to compare services. Why can't we compare healthcare services? It just, you know, makes sense to me. I agree. So, I mean, I mean, we're on the same page there. I would support something like that. Hi there. So, you want to get... I honestly don't know. Where was the entrance to the auto show? <laughs> we have one, we're going to do one last question. We've had you for a long time, Sam. One last question no, from no, Warren. Okay, so you said you wanted to get rid of the superdelegates. So if you were mm -hmm. the DNC chair, uh, would you have the power to do that? And if not, how would you go about doing it? Well, so here's the catch-22. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was able to do an ungodly amount of things as a DNC chair. But a lot of the feedback and pushback I've gotten is, you're a DNC chair, you have to go do things through committee. And it's like, well, clearly you don't, because I don't know what committee approved the nonsense that happened there, right? So the answer is, I honestly don't know. The charter is a discombobulated mass of just politics and, and, and legalese. Um, but I do believe the simple answer and the answer that makes the most sense is yes, I could. I could absolutely deliver and here's why. So let's say I do need to have the committee. I've had the balls to look them in the eyes in their own party and tell them exactly what I think they can do with their stupid antics. So now I'm in charge of them. Now I am the top dog and I order them, order them, mind you, into a room and I browbeat them until they listen. It's, it's, it's the military at that point, you know, like it is my way or the highway. And if you're going to get on board, otherwise I'm going to politically eviscerate you. If you thought I was rust on stage or, you know, imagine when I organize hundreds upon thousands of people picketing outside your door. If I, that's what you want to put up with, do it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you win, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I'm just glad you're there, even if yeah. you don't win. But it's, uh, I, I, I'm all about it right now. What, are you with him, uh, Warren, at this point? I mean, I don't want Perez to get in because oh, you're gonna go with Allison? Get split, but I like him better than Allison. Definitely. All right. So to to yeah we and Lauren we definitely know yeah yeah Sam you about it you <laughs> want us over my heart. yeah she wants to date you I love this guy <laughs> so hashtag Ronan or bust hashtag Team Ronan right yeah right. you got you got it thanks for calling in Samuel no absolutely and you guys take care perfect it's uh, Ronan for dnc.org uh, that was Samuel Ronan uh, you heard it you can go vote for him if you're a delegate if you're not a delegate you can help him. By emailing the Democratic delegates. Respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. respectfully. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah. You're trying to convince them, not uh, scare them away. <laughs> well, you're, you're still there. You're still there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we appreciate your time, Samuel. Thank you for calling again. Yes, with, sir. Bye. With, bye now.
We're the Young Jerks. Uh, 617-500-7100 is the phone number. If you are listening and you want to call in, weigh in, have a comment. You, you liked that, Warren, didn't you? Uh, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. But now you're hedging your bets because you're like, oh, I want this other guy, Ellison. Well, I mean... I don't know. I detected some kind of like ego. Ego? Oh, you don't like Sam's it. ego. Do, do you feel like you oh. have I loved ego? it? Yeah, I a little bit. He's like, I am Caesar. Yeah, I, I know. Rule. He's like, let me, <laughs> let me explain a few things about power. I would like, them. <laughs> yeah. He was in the military. I like it, though. He's great. He's I like, think, he's like I've been an we, asshole my whole life. I'm like, I yeah, love this guy and that's already. The thing. When he said he was an asshole, I was like, this guy's the balls. Like, yeah, he, like, he likes to debate people. He sounds like a young jerk. He's like me. He's like a young me. He's That's a young what jerk. I'm looking at. He's a young jerk. Yeah, he definitely speaks his mind. I right? love it, and very eloquently too, and very like, like yeah, forcefully. You know the ones you got to worry about, Warren. The ones that oh, I have no ego. Yeah, no the ego. last thing, yeah, no yeah. ego. And yeah, deep sure, down, yeah. that ego is there. They're just hiding it. They're hiding yeah. from it. Comes out in other ways, a little passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. so, so the guy who's like, I am Caesar, you know, he, he's, <laughs> well, like, he's, he's no Donald Trump. He's up front about his ego, he's at no least, Donald you know, Trump. like he's, he's honest. Lauren's in love. I'm in love. It's, it's, it's. Have happening. you looked at his picture yet? Yeah. Yo, you like I'm his. Still in love. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Lauren's like, yeah. She Dude, was, he had me. Like, he had me. At, he had me when he admitted he's an asshole. I'm like, oh, she perfect. was tapping her heart. And we, but I had a giggling fit earlier too. Oh yeah, when Warren was trying yeah, to butt yeah, in. Yeah, we were, Warren, do your we butt thing. Warren's like, boop. Oh, yeah, oh, we oh, were. Oh, oh, I was oh, like five times. I was times. like curled over, trying not to laugh. I was like holding my nose, like laughing. I was like, oh my god, it was so oh. funny. A giggling fit. If you're trying to call in, no one's by the board. So uh, yeah, we're just ignoring your call. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> I don't know. We had some just, great calls today already. Yeah, someone showed up, uh, and uh, our board producer's taking care of it. So if you're calling, uh, try back in a few minutes. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. We're the Young Jerks. Uh, I'd say we go on break, but I don't know. Maybe we should just keep going and then wrap it up after. What do you, you, I don't know. You want to talk about the ICE rate? Yeah, I saw that on the your face. The, the, ice, the ice, ice rates. I guess. Yeah. I don't right? know. I've they, seen, that's they're, crazy. They're like going. Do to... I really want to get depressed again, though? Do I really want to talk about Trump it's shit again? important. Well, it's happening in <sighs> Somerville, though. All right. Our go safe ahead. city. Go ahead. Get me going. Yeah, so they're going to like Hispanic owned businesses and uh, just rounding up people and being like, Okay, now we've got you in the van. They're supposedly running their records to see if they're criminals. They're black bagging totally, them. Like, it's a totally black box organization. There's no accountability no, or transparency. There isn't. There isn't. So they could be just shipping them all on trains off to, you know, Buchenwald. Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't think you can get to Buchenwald by train from here, but you know. This is happening in Somerville today. Yeah, yeah. Somerville, and that's and the city to be a of Somerville sanctuary. doesn't want them there. Yeah, sanctuary right. city, but apparently that doesn't actually mean anything because they can still come in and do their dirty work. Yeah, because they don't they don't give info to ICE, but ICE can still come in and. Yeah, just are you call ICE or just ICE? I call them ICE. Yeah, ICE. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Warren, we used to call them Warren, immigra- we used to Warren call them immigration. ICE. The- yeah, I know ICE. It sounds like a rapper. ICE. Okay. ICE. 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 I know we used to call them uh, INS or immigration. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, else they change too. Their name? Yeah. yeah, they did. They did because I was with a Brazilian who was undocumented like ten years ago, and he, they used now, to talk now, about. Now you know that. what I'm laughing at is a Herbie over here has just been laughing the whole show right i'm like is he laughing at us or is he is he like on facebook and he saw found something funny what's so funny what is funny herb well i was just laughing because i wanted to tell you my favorite rapper is the rca the rca no i didn't get it whatever whatever somebody out there is laughing but you were laughing earlier too before that came up what were you laughing about earlier oh the rizza 
Yeah. Yeah. Now I get it. I thought he said RCA. I was like, Yeah, I thought you said RCA. Yeah. Uh, I can't you remember. Meant, you meant RZA. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Yeah. Let me fix your joke. Yeah. Herb, Herb, you were laughing earlier too. What were you laughing about, Herb, when Sam Ronan was on the phone? Uh, there was something I can't remember right now. All right. He was laughing at me. Do we get any phone calls? Are we missing phone calls? No, no one's calling. You were on the phone for the last. I know people were. Show. <laughs> can they call though when we have him on the phone? Yeah, right? yeah, they could. Okay. Did they? Uh, no, well, no, we really didn't give it out. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you want to call in, I guess at the end of the show, mm-hmm. I guess if you don't want to get hung up on or yell at by me or picked on. So pick, wait, pick so wait. Us. Let's like go back uh, to these ice raids, actually, because this is actually happening, and this is a yeah. pretty like awful. Oh, you want to go back to the serious? I, I want to go back I'm to making like, fun like of our This is like a thing callers. I care about. Like oh. this is terrible. And like, mm. how do we stop it? Like, we need to reach out to the community so that we can warn people. Like, we're doing it on Facebook already, but I mean, how many? Well, if you see it happening, yeah, take a picture, yeah, video it, right? Call the ACLU. They have a hotline. There we go. Um, I'll post it on our website. Perfect. Because there should be, Definitely. we got to help our friends and family. And can you do something now that you're on the DNC uh, state committee? <laughs> no, of Malden, um, Massachusetts. Well, actually, Are you, uh, don't you have power? Yeah, we don't, just, don't cops answer to you. Uh, no cops allowed. <laughs> not the cops, but the committee listens to me, and and I guess uh, we're trying to make Malden into a sanctuary city, which put, doesn't. Because Somerville, which will probably make them raid us. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, we're at least. Uh, standing up and saying saying that we're not going to give, we don't want them maybe giving info to these. Maybe ICE it's better people. to keep your head down. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like I don't know, man. They're or coming maybe if after. everyone keeps their head down, you know, they just stomp on. Our yeah, heads. but that's actually probably true. They first they come for the undocumented workers, and then they come for us. Are they going to start rounding up liberals next? Mm, maybe. Possibly. They're going to round up us. That's for sure. Co-hosts, yeah, co radio <laughs> to podcast hosts. Are they is uh, is uh oh man, I'm stuttering. Uh, you know, is the country just going to implode? I mean, that's what I'm worried about. Mother, should we build we, a wall? We've already had a, uh, you know, 2008 was just uh, people don't really realize what 2008 was and what they did, and uh, how nothing's gotten fixed since then. No, even though we've been, you know, the market's gone up, market's gone through the roof. Wall yeah. Street had great Christmases. Oh, of course. The middle class hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, and these things happened from 2008 to 2016 because we had Obama. Like, you know, it, was, yeah. it only stayed afloat because we had someone like him in power. And now we got this guy. And uh, I just, I just worry about what happens if we fall off the economic cliff. Because, uh, you know, I look at the banking system as a huge, huge Ponzi scheme. Well, yeah. And, uh, anything can tip it over. And, and uh, I just wonder if almost they're not putting in, uh, they, you know, all these people thought that uh, we were going to put in Trump and uh, he wasn't with the powers that be. What if the powers that be just put him in there to be the guy, the fall guy, the... He's the know, pan, the patsy. The John, yeah, John, <laughs> uh, what's his name, uh... The guy that shot Kennedy. Oh, um... Lee Harvey Oswald. No, I mean, oh, the yeah. guy we say shot you know? Kennedy. You know, that's what I'm saying. The guy they say shot that's Kennedy. That's what I'm saying. That will be the guy that <laughs> they say that brought down the economy. Right, right. The economy was going down because it's, you know, the system. People don't want to look into the system, the banking system, and see what it actually is mm-hmm. and how they create money out of thin air. And it's actually all debt. It's all debt-based. You can never repay all the debt because... The only thing you can do is create more debt. You can't create real money. We don't want money. We want yeah. debt. The, the world so, runs on debt. That's why we the occupy. The system is debt. 
The dollar <laughs> bills you have in your pocket aren't real money. They're debt. That's what they represent. They're IOUs. And uh, the IOUs can never be repaid except with more IOUs. And that's the system that we have. And uh, once, once people really get scared, like uh, if you look at uh, what they've done in India, do you, you guys know what uh, has happened in India recently? What's going on? Oh, they took over the currency and they took over the medium notes and they basically just said, uh, anyone that has these notes, uh, they're no, worth, no longer worth any money. And it basically bankrupted uh, a lot of poor and middle-class people there I... because most of them had currency, you know, because currency, you know, they, they basically have just basically stolen uh, everything the from the middle people. class again and when it was already a tough situation there and made it much worse. And, uh, you know, this is what, what they do when financial collapses happen. They do it in different ways. Sometimes they'll take your social, social security. Sometimes they'll take all your cash in the bank. Sometimes they'll take your currency. You know, it can come in di many different ways. Sometimes they'll take your gold. Well, um, and there's some people who want these collapses to happen so that they can, do those they can make it more is, money. It's true. There are profiteers yeah. off this. If they, if they bought low, sold high. Well, I think oil. It's a good time for them to crash is. if they just sold high. You I, know why? Because then they can buy it back low. Well, that's, I mean, we're, we're, we're buying oil low still to this day and waiting for everybody to run out and then we can oh. sell it back to everybody for, well, we're all running on clean energy. I don't know. I think that's the plan, right? We're speculating a lot now. <laughs> I, I've been speculating mostly. That's the plan. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. Get into Alex Jones number. territory. Buy your bunkers hey, now. Hey, why not? Oh, we can be there. Go, go to the Bernie Sanders shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Alex Jones, uh, some funny stuff coming out of him lately. Have you seen some of the crap? No. What's oh going my on? God! First of all, him and Milo are going back to Berkeley. Oh, lovely. Oh yeah. And uh, the funniest thing out of Alex Jones recently is when he had that guy, uh, the guy, um, oh, what the heck's his name now? It's the guy that worked for Trump, Roger Stone. You know Roger Stone? He used to be a Nixon guy. He's, he, I'm pretty sure he's a gay man. Uh, and he's like one of these gay Republican guys that is like, uh, you know, totally a right winger, a Nixon guy, dirty trips, tricks guy. guy. Yeah, dirty tricks guy. You know, a guy dirty that's, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he he went on Alex Jones and says he had been uh, poisoned with polonium. Oh, oh yeah, like the Russians. <laughs> and he it's had like, like little Shankov. scabs on his face, and it's like, well, that's what happens. And it's like when you get poisoned with polonium. Well, and, uh, you know, when you get poisoned with polonium, you die. Yeah, and you're also in it's, Russia. It's usually. a really awful. You, yeah, death. yeah. And they're trying to make it seem like uh, the communists, the Obama, the Clintons did it to him. Somebody had it in the tip of their umbrella oh, and they poked man. him with it. <laughs> We have, but that was a couple of weeks ago. We haven't heard any update about James. Is he dead yet? About yeah, the Roger Stone dying. So mm. these, these are the same it takes folks. Takes a little while. These are the him. same folks who, who I, I'm convinced were peddling PizzaGate. These are the <laughs> Pizza same Gate. folks who are, you know, so this some kind of, you know, talk about fake news. <laughs> so this scam that uh, Milo and uh, Alex Jones are pulling on mm. Berkeley University. Mm. Yeah. Um, my friend Katrina that just got elected delegate, she she was saying she was going to pull the same scam on Harvard from the other side. So instead of saying, you know, I'm a Nazi, pay me 25,000 bucks to speak at your school or otherwise it's censorship, she's going to say, all right, free abortions for everyone yeah. and you're a whore. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now pay me $25,000 to say that Was Berkeley paying I'll say them some or... crazy crap well, for Let me say that though. Was Berkeley paying Milo twenty five grand to speak? I can't believe they were paying so. him at all. Or was it a club or something? He was demanding that they pay him and they didn't mm -hmm. want to pay him and then... Uh, 
They gave him a platform. Jeez. I don't know. We need to look that up. Sometimes your facts, Warren, are a little alternative facts. They're like Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) A little fringy, buddy. I need sources on that one. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, you got to look it up. 617-500-7100. Because I I can't believe they would pay that that joke. I know. I figured he'd speak for free if he wants a platform, you know? I don't know. The, What's his world that? coming to? I don't understand why he has a. Well, I guess I do understand why he has a book deal. A lot of idiots out there are buying his book. He's making money. That's just funny. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at six p.m. Uh, we're almost getting to the end of the show. Uh, something else I want to say too. I can't even remember now. I'm losing it. You, no, you don't know. Oh, next uh, week. That's what it is. Oh, I want yeah, to yeah, next guest. week's show. Yeah, yeah. What's going on next week, Warren? Uh, so my my first guest, I guess. Uh, your first guest you booked. Th- that I booked, yeah. yeah. It's not your guest. Well, yeah. It's our guest. The first guest Stop being so ego-based, you. Warren. Stop being so ego-based. It's about us. <laughs> your big ego, Warren. Your it's big about ego, all of Warren. Us. It's about Julius Caesar yeah. and a strong... And, I have and to Kaiser have Kaiser and the czars of Russia and all kinds of... You got Nero. Yeah, I have to have the biggest ego here, Warren. Don't oh, try please. to it's, ego it's me. It's all yours. It's mine. <laughs> I, I, it's she's here because of me. Who is it? Tell us who's coming in. Okay, so or Brianna what? Wu. Is she coming in? Actually, she is coming in, right? Uh yeah, she live in studio. She'll, she'll be here early on time, and uh, unlike you, unlike me, I'll already get to know her, and you'll be still late. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Warren. And she she uh, was at uh, one of the people that uh, Milo Yiannopoulos got famous by. Uh, sending death threats to and and uh did he send them or was it his well his 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 trolls uh sent like thousands of death threats you know threatened to rape her and so he was the first one that came up with gamergate like talked about gamergate yeah she did an article about uh sexism in in video games and he said it was a whole big conspiracy to destroy men and uh Uh, that's how both he oh, and her got famous. I feel yeah. so threatened. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so threatened as a man right now. Oh man! If and, the women take over our video games, oh my god! Oh, God and, forbid! And she's running for U.S. Congress in Massachusetts against uh, Stephen. Lynch, are there really think. men that don't like women that play video games? Like, I think women that play video games are cool. I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why. Like, like, don't want that. Yeah. Like, I don't get that. Why? Why are men like oh, video games are ours only? Like, I don't get that. The whole that gamergate. That's what it's about, right? It was. Like, yeah. Men are like, we need to own the video games. We need to be top. Is that what it is? Well, in Milo's case, it makes sense because he's gay, right? Oh, oh. yeah. They don't it, like this. Is a right wing gay? Agenda. This is, this is a new twist. Right wing gay agenda. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that out loud. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, right. The, you're the, gay, yeah, the gay mafia you, will come get you. you. <laughs> to go away and you're gay, that, yeah. you know, that makes sense. Yeah. You can be a interesting. Man, interesting. You know. Gays are the biggest misogynists. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. I actually didn't mean that, guys. <laughs> you're in trouble now. I'm in trouble. I'm the game mafia is going to come after me now. <laughs> you're, you're experiencing the same ruin in silence with the DNC. The I, I want to see that speech where like, he gets on the stage and everyone's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, see, I oh, just walked to. <laughs> oh, you did it. We're in trouble. This may be our last show. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Ronan's rubbing off on me. We both did F-bombs. I didn't even mean that one either. Uh, just like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> that, you know this... what I mean, though? That moment when it just he gets off the stage just dead silence. Well, he drove. He mic drop. That, yeah, mic drop. That's mic what drop. happened today at the caucus. Like CM Punk when the, he did his bite bomb. <laughs> the, the mayor of Newton got up and he was like, "Hey, everybody, 
I, you know, I think Bernie is awesome. And everybody <laughs> cheered. You know, there was cheering for like 30 seconds. And he was like, yeah, and Hillary's awesome too. Crickets. Good. It's just like. Yeah, right. It's like silence. me. Like me. I want to, I have a fantasy about going to the Freedom Rally and be like, where the hell were you people? Yeah, no kidding. You're all a bunch of useless ears. <laughs> where were you? That's how I feel about this whole, like, everyone mad about Trump. I'm like, guys, I've been protesting for eight years, you know, like, no. most of my adult life That's I occupied. Saying. I've been around. Yeah. Where were you? I, 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 I hate to be like, I told you so, because it's a bitter I told you it's, so. It's so, it sucks, they're here now. The, right? more, the more I do, the more I've actually, you know, I, less and less I do it now, obviously, <laughs> the, uh, activism and yeah. organized i don't do it or i really don't do i do less anymore. than i used to it's and like we're burnt out a lot of it is i'm just bitter yeah i too. really am bitter me too because i'm so sick of the fakes and the phonies and the i'm just sick of it. i mean everyone's late to the game and maybe i was too and they all the have game. an opinion what they all have the the opinion and they have no experience yeah they yeah well i mean it's good you can have, have an the... opinion after you have some experience is my thing <laughs> like if you're too you're too young don't have an opinion well, the young people have the energy though I mean, seriously but <laughs> Right. Too young to have an opinion. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Sam Ronan, someone who's young, but he's had experience. Yeah, you see, clearly. He's had that experience. He's had enough, you know, but when you're 17 years old, 18, 19, 20, 21, and you've had no life experience, how can you know? You how, could still how, have how many an 17 opinion? and 18 year old activists are we actually no, but, talking I mean, about here? I feel between like there's... having an opinion and being someone that knows everything. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Being a know it all. Totally. Everyone's yeah. opinion. Especially over about. people who actually, that you should be actually maybe listening to a little yeah, bit. Yeah, people don't listen. Or, yeah. Especially, yeah, young people. But I mean, I don't know if those are the activists right now. It's it's really 20 somethings and 30 somethings. And it's everybody now. But it's like, man, where were they? Oh, they were babies. They were babies, <laughs> right? They were. God bless them. Yeah, okay. I think I'm looking at the marijuana space too, where there oh. are no activists anymore. Yeah. Well, there's us. Everyone's about making money. There's Nicole Snow. About the industry. It's all they. It's yeah. all you see. It's about uh, the parties. It's about. There you go. <laughs> I do there's like her. the parties, Woo. but yeah. uh, ma and making money. Right. Growing. Making money fast as you making can. Making money too. having parties. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Other people were making money selling classes. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, people can point it right back. Maybe you're part of the industry. You make money on your articles and your radio show now. Okay. Yeah, but you do real work for it, though. I did that for free, you know, yeah. and uh, I did it for free for a long time and damn well earned it. But um, I don't know. If I wanted to make more money, I would not be doing any of this stuff, actually. I would uh, just focus on my main business. So Walking there's dogs. also that, you know. Walking so some dogs. It's not my career. It's not. And I never was intended to be. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's kind of sad now, especially the marijuana part of it. It sucks it's, because you can't hold a legalize it sign at every protest, like, even a relevant protest anymore. It's not legal. fun anymore. Yeah. Like, I couldn't go to the women's march with a legalize it sign like I used to do at every protest. Well, you just can. Random... There's prostitution. There's heroin. Uh, there's yeah, legalize heroin. That'd go over well. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. Free coke and hookers for everybody. Decrim. I don't want to put people in jail for drugs. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Or, I don't want to go to jail for drugs. Or prostitution <laughs> or you know, victimless crimes. Yeah. Well, do you think part of it is because like people feel like they won? Like when Obama won, they're like, okay, we don't have to pay. Yeah, to oh, yeah, totally. And it, most of the people who never did anything for it come out though. That's 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 what gets me. We it's, won. Where were you so, in the fight? We, we won. And uh, oh, let me tell you about how I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. <laughs> and, and I look at him like, really? Because I was here, and yeah. uh, I never knew you. Yeah. Like there are literally yeah, people and you literally out there would know claiming, everybody <laughs> claiming to to have done things like that. I've done you know 
like, like OG. That other people have done. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the yeah. people who were here, we know who they yeah, are. Yeah, King of we, Pot, people we that Yeah, we and other people you don't even, you know, like even our sponsor, Bill Downing. He's right, another guy. He's right. been here. He was here before I was here. You know, a lot yeah. of people like that, that Bill knows as well. They were here. And then uh, these new people come along. They're like, oh, yeah, I was here. Well, and then this, <laughs> this, I feel like no. every scene has that, though. Yeah. I mean, there's like people like, oh, I listened to this band when I was yeah. three. Yeah. You know, like that's like every scene. Everyone wants to be original. But there's a lot more. Like, you know, like, yeah, the other, no. they outnumber, I guess, the real people. And that's yeah. what bothers me, I guess, well. more and more. Is the fake people outnumber the real people. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll become real. Maybe they'll grow into reality or something. If you think I'm wrong, let me know. If you're a troll, maybe I blocked you on Facebook. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm, I'm like on a blocking spree. I've been talking about that. Blocking spree. No, now I'm at You're the building point a where, wall. where I don't even, um, <laughs> I won't even like, uh, and, you know, a lot of times I'll, uh, you know, I'm known to uh, respond in the comments. Like, unlike a lot of people, I will go at it with you. But lately I'm like, F that. I'm not even responding in the comments to you if you're rude or crude. Hmm. I'm just deleting you and blocking you. No, no response. Mike wants an echo chamber on his. It's not an echo chamber. No, I know you don't. It's about being nice. Yeah, and not being a dick. Yeah, you know, and and, and that I don't have time to uh, moderate your shit on my Facebook page. That's the other thing is I'm busy, and it's like if I'm if I you know I just started thinking about it like some of these people I'm wasting a lot of time. Yeah, and what is it really getting me nowhere? Like Mm -hmm. the good people. That I should be spending time on. I'm not. I'm so focusing on these idiots, and that that's really what it's about. Is it's my Facebook page, and I want to control it, that's and right. and that way, and then figure out who I want to spend time with and and uh, on. Uh, we we we're listening. Uh, we were talking about this song. Do you have it? Do you have the uh, song, the mother, the mother song, Herbie? Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna take off. We're really young jerks. We're every Saturday at six p.m. I want to thank Nicole Snow from Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance for calling in Massachusetts patients. Advocacy Alliance. Thank you for calling in. And I want to thank uh, Ronan for DNC uh, chair. Uh, he's got a website, Ronan for DNC.org. Sam Ronan, thanks for calling in. I want to thank uh, uh, my co host who was late today. I'm sorry. <laughs> he had a lot of good questions, though. How many of he them did. did you get through? Uh, 11. He, got, wow. he asked 11 questions. And they weren't even speed rounds. Yeah, we didn't even do speed round. <laughs> That's 11 questions good. Uh, today. Warren Lynch and uh, uh, the uh, fangirl over here, I yeah. guess. Uh, you just didn't even want to thank me, guys. Lauren Pespiza. Pepsi. Yeah. Pepsi. Lauren Pepsi. Here. I'm here. Thanks, Lauren. I, I oh, think thanks, Sam, Warren. I think Sam went home and was like, damn, I, I, if I didn't have a girlfriend. I think he's kicking it. <laughs> yeah, I know. He sounded like he, he was totally pretty. Did. Like He's like, I don't want to say that I, I don't, say I don't, that I don't have trouble. a girlfriend, <laughs> but like, I don't. You know. I think he's, he sounds like a faithful guy. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, girlfriend, whoever you are. I won't come steal your man. Yeah, we were listening to an old song that, you know, from an old album that I used to always listen to when I was a teenager. It speaks but to us. I just heard the song again. And I was like, oh my god! It's like, how does this song be out there for so long <laughs> and be so famous? And then you listen to it now, and it's like, oh my god! It all came true. Yeah, and uh, I'll just we'll just sing one part of it. Mother, should I build, build a, a wall? wall. <laughs> Mother, should I run for president? Mother, should I trust the government? Yeah, this is what Trump listened to growing up. Um, we're convinced. So yeah. I, think, I think that the left wing, uh, the, the Russians, the Russians. Were speaking through Pink Floyd, and they programmed Donald Trump, and this is the song. That Mother did Russia. Yeah, Mother oh. Russia did it. I think it was Mother Russia. We're coming up with new conspiracies. Yep. Just Wake ask, up, sheeple. Wake uh, up to Pink Floyd. Yeah, if you really want to know the real conspiracies, listen to us. We're way ahead of Alex Jones yeah. and Bill Hicks. Yeah. He'll be, he'll, yeah. And he'll Bill be. Hicks is Alex Jones. Make no doubt about it. <laughs> you can show me all day on that one. That's okay. 
that uh, you will not get banned on Facebook for if that's all you leave it at. If you start going other places, yeah. All right, we're we're at, why don't we listen to that song and we'll take off today, Herb? Huh? It's uh, Mother from Pink Floyd. Listen to the lyrics, people. Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? Do you think they'll like this song? Mother, do you think 